Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good afternoon, everybody Uneducated Economist here. So in a recent video, somebody in the comments section said that, um, said something about like, I hate to break this to you, dude, but we're already in a recession. Stating it as if like, I'm not aware of the economic downturn that we are experiencing right now. And um, I mean, I understand like, if you don't watch every single one of my videos, I might come out on a video trying to raise the question to try and start the conversation and it may seem like I'm not aware of an economic downturn taking place. Like I could see where maybe you might get that perception, but if you watch my videos on a regular basis, you would know that I'm quite aware of it. Now, two months ago, even longer ago than that, but two months ago, we had a yield curve inversion of the five-year, 30-year, and that's an indicator that nobody really watches. And it was one that I got from Alan Greenspan. See, everybody watches the two-year, 10-year. They watch the two-year, 10-year and say that once that inverts, that's the economic indicator that's going to show a recession coming into the future. But Alan Greenspan says, although it's a very good indicator, what he would rather look at is the five-year, 30-year. And when you see the five-year, 30-year, the spread grow between these two, where the 30-year and the five-year just starts to, starts to separate as far as the yields go, that's corporate management's willingness to invest. That's what he said. So when you see the gap narrowing, that's corporate management's non-willingness to invest, right? It's exactly the opposite. We'll go and take a look at the link I leave down in the description for you guys. It's the five-year, 30-year chart, and it just went negative. So it's inverted right now. Now, the two-year, 10-year, it's still not. It's close, but it hasn't inverted yet. But the five-year, 30-year has. And it did months ago. And I put out the video saying, hey, guess what? We just had the five-year, 30-year invert. This is the economic indicator that shows a recession for Alan Greenspan. I would be careful over the next couple of months. And bang, did it not happen. So go and watch the two-year, 10-year. That's what everybody watches. I was watching the five-year, 30-year, called out the recession months ago. So if somebody says, hey, man, I hate to break it to you, but we're already in a recession. Well, the recession is two quarters of negative growth. You have one quarter, then you have to have another quarter. Once you have the second quarter, then you can say it. We're in a recession. By the time you get to say that we are in a recession, you've already been in it for six months. So by the time people even figure out, oh my gosh, we're in a recession, they have already been in it for six months. They don't even realize it. Now, I made that call months ago. Here we are. You can believe it or not. Now, I also watch lumber as my economic indicator as well. And a lot of people says, to me, like, they don't, you can't just watch one in industry, right? You can't just watch lumber as your economic indicator of how the rest of the economy is going to go. Yes, I can. I'm in the industry. I would know. Like, I know what's going on with lumber. I know the sales. I know why the distribution networks are the way they are. So if somebody says you can't just watch lumber and be able to tell what's going on with the economy, I beg to differ. I think I can. And I do. And right now we got lumber prices sitting at 2018 prices prior to all the money printing. So when people tell me, oh, money printer go burr caused lumber prices to go up, easy as that, no need to look any further. 
and here we are at 538 per thousand. Inflation is running rampant everywhere else, but not in lumber. Tell me, what happened there? Did I not call that lumber was going to fall back down to the 500 per thousand? Did I not say it over and over again, even though we were sitting well over a thousand per thousand? People called me crazy for that. They said it was never going to be under a thousand per thousand again. And here we are, 538 per thousand. That's another thing. Somebody asked me, it was like, what does this per thousand mean? I don't understand it. When you price out lumber, lumber contracts, it's done in per thousand board feet. Not lineal feet, but board feet. So a board foot is 144 cubic inches, however you want to figure that out. So for example, a two by four, eight foot long, has 5.33 board feet in it. Typical contracts have 110,000 board feet in them. So when you hear 538 per thousand, that's 538 dollars per 1,000 board feet of lumber. Hopefully that makes some sense to you guys. But that's really where like the industry is pretty like telling of what's going to happen throughout the rest of the economy. I have said it over and over again. We are going to run into an oversupply. Target, Walmart, go and look at some of the articles. I'll go find them. I'll put them down in the link for you guys. You can see that they're already building up mass inventory that they were not expecting to be holding on to. They had this overwhelming consumer demand, very short available items to order from. They started going into allocations. They started going into over orders. They tried to do anything they could to get these items in because of this overwhelming consumer demand that simply did not exist. It was completely imaginary. And by double ordering or over ordering or just assuming that you're going to be allocated and you put in these extra orders that you really didn't want, the vendors, the distribution network, the manufacturers, they don't know that these are fake orders. They don't understand that what they're looking at is an individual who is in a panic buy because they don't have any items to sell or don't have the items that they need in order to put their product together. They didn't realize that these people were panicking over and over and over again. And this overwhelming consumer demand just simply wasn't there. It was completely imaginary. And so here we are sitting in a situation in which that the supply of like stuff that people really don't need is going to start exploding. And the supply of things that people really do need, like fuel and food, that's going to start diminishing to the point that it's going to get very expensive. You know, that's something that somebody else had asked me about. It was just like, I don't know where you're coming up with this food shortage. There's plenty of food everywhere. Yeah, there will be. There'll be plenty of food. You're going to find it incredibly expensive. Nobody's going to be able to afford it. That's the problem. It's not that you won't be able to find it. It's that you won't be able to buy it. There's a huge difference in it. Go and look at Cantillon's essay. He talks about this exact thing. He talks about how the food distribution gets very tight and the only people who really have any food are the super rich and everybody else starves and dies. I mean, he actually talks about this in the essay. So don't think that it's not going to happen. It's an economic event that occurs in cyclical form. I mean, famines are common. Don't, don't think that it can't happen again. So when I tell people, you know, be worried about it, it's legit. It's not like me trying to be like fearful so I can get more views on this channel. I mean, if I wanted to do that, I would title things with clickbaiting titles. I try to be very descriptive with my titles for that reason. So if you're like even remotely concerned about the future and being able to secure food, I would do something about that now. And I've suggested picking up canning supplies, lids, rings, jars, pressure cooker, and then learn how to do it. Somebody told me that it was just like, it's not feasible for them to start canning food. They live in an apartment or something like that. 
No, that is a, you can, it, I don't care if you're in an apartment or a house or anywhere. Canning food is something that you can do as long as you have a stove and a pressure cooker and the time. That's it. So to say that it's not feasible or doesn't make sense to pick up canning supplies for future use or just to have on hand for a prepping capabilities if you ever come into like a situation in which that you can't get food or the power is out and you need to preserve your food, you're going to you're going to wish that you had all that stuff. I'm going to leave it there. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.